I don't know Tom. 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 Don't ever go with the flow. Be the flow. It's very fitting. I don't need no middleman to I, talk Cause I never go with the flows. <laughs> I never go I understand if you don't understand, I figure I'm Jigger. That's where we differ. I take what's mine, you accept what they give you, I get you. I get you. I don't take no checks, I, I take, take my, my respect. respect. Pharrell even told me go with the safest bet. Jimmy Iovine offered a safety net. Google dangle around a crazy check. I feel like YouTube is the biggest culprit. The niggas pay you a tip of what you're supposed to get. You know niggas die for equal pay, right? You know when I work, I ain't your slave, right? You know I ain't shucking and jiving and high-fiving. You know this ain't back in the days, right? Well, I can't tell how the way they killed Freddie Gray, right? Shot down Mike Brown, how they did Trey, right? Let them continue choking niggas. We, we gonna, gonna turn, turn style. style. I ain't your token nigga. Then you can turn style. Like, nigga, <laughs> yeah. nigga, we got it, bro. Yeah, like, like, it wasn't that difficult of so, a line. Man, there's so <laughs> many of those, yo. I felt disrespected when he was like 76. You know, four, 76. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ah, you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> like, difference. bro, it wasn't that. Yeah, come on. Oh, niggas are skeptical when it's their own shit. You bought nine iPhones and Steve Jobs was rich. <laughs> Till night's worth trillions, you still want those kicks. Spotify's nine billion, they ain't say shit. <laughs> wonder how Joe was doing. We'll see, I, you got I some explaining to do. How he felt about that bar, because he always talked about how Spotify want to give him the info. Like. That's cool, I know they're trying to bamboozle you. Spending millions on me, they're trying to confuse you. I had to talk to myself. Oh, oh you used to. Dude. It's politics as usual. <laughs> you know how we do. I didn't realize, like, when you really think about it, Hove is mad empathetic. Like, he like he understands. Like, he, he gets it. He gets it. <laughs> like, he said, it's cool. I understand, yo. They spending all this money trying, trying to confuse you. you. I, I get it. It's cool. I understand. I understand why you don't <laughs> sign up for it. I get it. I get it. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? I don't, You're confused. I don't, it's, it's not your fault. It's not your fault, yo. <laughs> like, and when you really think about it, Hove has done so much. We're definitely the, the Hovengers uh, East. <laughs> like, every, like, Hove like, has done like they got so Death much Row for East. us. Yo, swear. He said, uh, he came in the game, like, what did he say? Uh, oh, what was my favorite bar? He said, Hove did that, so hopefully you don't got to go, go through, through that. It. Talk about the humility, yo. <laughs> like, yeah. look, I did this yeah. and told you about it, man. But uh, it's another I Don't Know Tom podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in. We appreciate you joining the podcast. Clap it up. Clap it. Um, but uh, more importantly uh, than the podcast, it's about who I'm here with. And I happen to be here today with a very special person, somebody that I saw uh, put his dip his toe in these podcast streets and it inspired me to grab some mics and do my thing uh, in an authentic way. I'm here with the one and only. Terrell, I don't know if you want to say the last name. No, we don't. Terrell, <laughs> lead that out. AKA Rail Mac, AKA. Uh, you rusty, the rap nerd. Yo. The rap okay, nerd. Okay, there we go. AKA. 
Uh, Relia Wilson. A.K.A. Relly Martinez. A.K.A. Rail Cole. A.K.A. Rodimaz. A.K.A. Roderick Douglas. A.K.A. The nigga don't like the nigga off the Lemonhead box. A.K.A. Uh, I'm definitely rusty. I think that's going to be my last one. That might be the last one, man. But thank you for coming on the pod, yo. Much appreciated. Thank no, you for having me. No doubt, me. man. No doubt. You know, like, when I, when I told you I was going to start doing this again, um, we had a bunch of conversations, uh, and, and, you know, we talked about the business side, the consistency part, the struggles that we both face uh, getting these off the ground. So when I dipped my toe back in these streets and I wanted to uh, put myself back out there, you knew I had to reach out to you. Um, and I'm very fortunate and very uh, humbled that you're willing to do this twice because you did the, the uh, when I had to do proof of concept, you yes. did the old Tom's Pub podcast. Uh, but you decided to come back for this, man. So I appreciate you, yo. Man, thanks for having me. Honestly, um, it's like, even like, Aside from like the podcast thing, like when we're together, like mm-hmm. you know us and Cav, and we're all just having conversations, it's always Absolutely. a dope conversation. Absolutely. So why wouldn't I want to come back? You know? I mean, well, hey, I'm humbled by that. I, I, I appreciate that, man. So thank you for coming through. And you know, like the last time we talked, it was a little bit kind of all over the place. We were just kind of having more of a conversation. This podcast has a little bit more structure. Um, I think that as I figured out what my purpose was, I realized that. Maybe I could help, you know, either, you know, help people figure out their purpose or highlight people who have discovered their purpose so that other people can learn from them, their experiences, um, and, and realize that we all have a unique experience to offer the world around us, right? Like, mm-hmm. this whole podcast is designed to be a platform for everybody, you know what I'm saying? It's not something where you got to feel like you, you know, to uh, promote stars or celebrity, it's to promote people and to have everybody realize that they're valuable. So mm-hmm. uh, the, the, this is going to be a little bit different, maybe. Uh, it might be a little bit more about you and less about what you do, but we'll see where it goes, all right? Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I, I don't like being on this side of the mic, <laughs> like being the person getting interviewed. Like, this is like, all yeah. right. <clears throat> everybody keep threatening me with interviewing me, but I always offer opportunities to ask me anything along the way. So. You know what's crazy? Not to, like, change anything, but that was, like, one of the things that someone asked me to do to find someone to yeah. interview me on my podcast for real and i was like i kind of got somebody yeah so I, it still may be out there but right. I'll let well, you there continue. you go man no doubt no doubt well and and i don't know um, we can talk about it now or whenever but like you did have a podcast um or you do have a podcast i don't want to say did but you do have a podcast and you know what was it that like drew you to this space this platform you know what I'm saying that made you want to feel like or made you feel like you needed to put your, your voice out there like that um it was part of part of it was I used to have a blog. Yeah. Um, it was first class blogs. It was myself, uh, White Mike, E Man, and Corey. Mm-hmm. And it was just like voicing my opinion on music. Yeah. So I well, well that was my part of the pocket. I mean, the part of the blog. <clears throat> so I, w- I was doing that every week, and it was it was fun. Um, but then, you know, of course, I, I stopped doing it because blogs just, like, faded out. Yeah. And then, like, with the introduction to podcasts, you had, like, people that I looked up to, and, and I still look up to, like, Joe, mm-hmm. Joe Button, Nori with Drink Champs, Combat Jack, mm-hmm. uh, Tax Tone. Yeah. And it was like, wow, like, these people, like, they have dope content. And knowing that I had a lot of um, relationships with people. Yeah. And not only relate relationships, but like, I'm a I'm a, uh, a conversationalist. Yeah. So I'm like, I can do that. I was watching mm-hmm. it like, oh, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Or it's like I would see a guest on Drink Champs, for example, and guest I don't know name someone, yeah. and I'll be like, 
well, why didn't Nori ask this? Yeah. Like, that's the question that we want to know. Or, mm-hmm. or, like, why didn't Combat Jack ask this? Yeah. And it was like, nah, yo, I got I to gotta speak up because okay. I got I to gotta be one of the people that, to start asking questions because I feel like I can maybe steer a conversation and ask the right questions that the people want to hear. Mm-hmm. So it was those inspirations that drove me to the podcast space. Okay. You know, I think that it's funny because – and I, I say this all the time, right? Like, people will say, like, all right, well, this is kind of what happened. I did this, and it ended up doing this, right? Like, I listened to these podcasters, and that inspired me to want to do a podcast. But you consume all forms of media. Like, you've watched movies over time. You've played video games, I'm assuming. Like, you've done a lot, but it was something about that particular space that made you gravitate towards it. What do you feel like it was? Like, what was it about, like, maybe that broadcasting space that you feel like clicked and you were – any other form of media maybe didn't well like anyone that knows me knows that like music is like a huge part of my life so yeah growing up i always listen to music listen to the radio yeah you know listening to angie listening to flex okay <clears throat> so when it was like and i also worked at the radio station okay so I yeah i worked at um wdve i was i worked well they, they own kiss fm wdve uh, the X. Okay. Like all those. Like they're all under one company, which is um, Clear Channel. Yeah. So I used to work, I worked for them part time after college. Okay. And I was working like my full time job and I would work during the weekends. I would, um, I was doing promotions and I got promoted to like behind the board. Mm. So like when there was like an interview or someone was live, I was the person hitting the buttons, going to commercial okay. oh, and doing wow. all this shit. So with music being a huge part of my life and then working at the radio station and then just always you know, like, you would know because you're, we're the same age and we come from, like, the same, like, background to a certain yeah. degree, where it's, like, listening to, like, Hove on Angie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, listening yeah, yeah, yeah. to, um, or people going up Flex or mm-hmm. going to Clue or whoever it was, it was, like, that was, like, intriguing to me. And then, mm-hmm. like, with podcasts opening it up, it kind of made it for, like, the, um, the regular person like you mm-hmm. can do this too all you got to do is buy a microphone and mm. it's like so it's like oh shit like i don't have to like work at a radio station to get to where i want to get to i could just mm-hmm. go buy the go buy the equipment myself mm-hmm. call up my friends and interview them yeah so it's like i became like in my mind like that's why like one of my aka's was like uh really martinez yeah like that was like that's who i inspired like that's that's who i'm trying to be exactly. like the ant because like i feel like i Ange- thought it was because you look puerto rican a little bit are we throwing shots but that's deep as hell though like i did not i never got the really martinez bar yo and i listened to your pie and i don't think i don't know if you ever said that but go ahead my bet but no it's just like because angie's one of those people where it's like everyone's comfortable with Ange. Yeah, that's true. Like, everyone loves... You'll, you'll never hear an artist... Well, I don't think you'll ever hear an artist say anything bad about Angie. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So it's like... Been in the game for a long... And like, she's a fucking super legend. Her, like, her book came Certified. out. I bought the book, read yeah. the book, everything. Certified. So it's like... And then and then at the time when I was... When I officially started, which was like 2019, there wasn't too many interview-style type of podcasts. Okay. It was more... Um, you know, current event style, like what what happened this week, almost like what Joe Button does right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like now you, you know you have like your drink champs, where it's like sit down and have an interview, have a conversation. Mm-hmm. 
It don't have to necessarily be about the gossip. I want to know about you. like almost what what you're doing, what we're having right now. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah. That's, that was cr- the, the very long answer, but no, no, I appreciate it because I think what's important about you know like having these conversations is that people get to see your work. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole story, the divulging, the thought process behind your your names, your AKAs, like that shows a path of like. I sat down and thought of a concept. I thought of like a path. And I think what people look at a lot of the times, you'll even hear celebrities say like, people look at the outcome and they want the end result, but they don't see the work that I put in. Mm-hmm. And what you detail, you know, if it was a longer answer, you detail inception, like you thinking of it, you going through the process, you, you know, earning your stripes till you thinking like, all right, now I can do this and avenue being provided and you putting your toe out there, you know what I'm saying? So. Like, I think it's that's valuable work. I think what's interesting, though, is, like, the rap nerd is one of your AKAs. Why hip-hop, though? Um, again, growing up in the environments that you and I both grew up, like, the rappers were our, um, they were our journalists. Mm. Like, growing up, like, we were just, before we even started, we were, I think it was either, either, either before we started or while we were starting. Yeah. We was, Hope did that, so hopefully you ain't got yeah, go to go through that. that. Yeah. It was like, that's 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 our news reporter. Yeah. Like he's telling you what's going on outside if you already ain't outside. Okay. So you look up to those to those figures. Well, I did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you know some of us didn't grow up in a house that had a man. Yeah. So where do you get that from? Mm. You get that through someone in in music, in my opinion. Some mm-hmm. people may get it through like someone like Spike Lee yeah. or you know uh, an athlete, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. Like mine was just music. That's just and then. I also, through conversations with my dad and people around the neighborhood, my dad was a DJ growing up. Mm. So he was the DJ for the, for the, like for the parties in the hood. So it's just like, I think like the, the musical aspect is just, just, just in me. Pause. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like my thing, in thinking about you saying that, like, have you ever thought like, I, I get where there, there's a legacy aspect there with your father. Like there's a there's a reporting aspect there in terms of like these men reflecting what you see if if you didn't have that role model like present, you know what I'm saying? But it's like like you said, there's people that look at Spike Lee to do very similar things. And, you know, quiet as is kept, we ain't gonna disclose your discography, but you used to rap. Yeah. So it's like, do you ever sit down and think like why have I always been at the, the doorstep of hip hop or music? Like why is it always that with me? You know what I'm saying? Like, have you ever thought about where that comes from? Like, why is it that thing? It it probably just been a thing that's just always been, like, it's like my first love, I yeah. think. Okay. Like, um, I, so I think I might have said this on the previous episode, but if I didn't, I probably said it on one of my episodes, but who cares? We're here yeah. now. <laughs> um, I remember, like, growing up, like, so I was with my I used to be with my uncle a lot back in the day. Yeah. And, um, like, so he would, like, you know, back in the day they had, like, the big-ass CD book. Yeah. He would pass me the CD book, and I would DJ while he drove around. Mm. And, but to answer, I just I just feel like it's just, music is just, like, I don't know. Like, in the words of Joe Button, music is just what feelings sound like. Sound like. I knew you were so going to say that. It's, or I, something it, to that effect. It's just really something that I can't explain. But I know, like, I'll always be um, connected to music somehow, some way. Yeah. Like, I, I, just, I can't 
just not be around it, or especially yeah. hip hop. I, I can't just say music; I'll say hip hop. Like I think sometimes when we can't, we don't know, and we haven't even gotten to my first question yet, so that's wild. But either way, we're going <laughs> to see where it goes. Like I think when you can't, when you can't explain what something is, you explain the circumstances around it. Mm-hmm. So you started to, I think, like you, you you started to delve into like the experiences that you had with music, being driving around with your uncle playing music. You even talked about your pops being a DJ and you finding some legacy connection there. Maybe it's just the stars aligned and like you and music synced up. But I, I think that there seems to be like your relationship with music is carved in experiences to some degree. And music, it's like music is creating that connection with you to that feeling. Yeah. It sounds like that to yeah. me. Like, like you can listen to said artists and not know anything about said artists and they, it could be a three minute song, but mm-hmm. there could be two bars that like, oh shit, I went through that. Yeah. Or I felt that. Yeah. Or, oh, I remember that it, it took you back and you'd be like, oh no, that's my favorite artist now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or I fuck with this person now. Yeah. So music's just like that. Like I can, it's really, it's, it's an audio, it's like, how did I explain it to one day somebody? It was like, um, it's like an audio, it's like, a, it's really an audio book. It's yeah. like a film, but it's, it's mm-hmm. a, like how Kendrick did uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Mad City, yeah. It's so, really, that's really a movie. Yeah, it is. It's it an audio movie. It's, he's probably going to release it as a movie at some point. That but one of my, one, to, that, to that point, one of my favorite uh, uh, Frank Ocean songs is Library. Or is it Library? I think it's called Libraries. But it's like, who's that talking in my library? It's on his first mixtape. But basically what he's saying is that, like, he's in his library. Somebody else has walked in. I'm assuming he's in a relationship. And, like, this person in this relationship with him has access to all of these stories that's because they know him now. Okay. And he's like, you know, some of these stories I'm proud of. Some of them I'm not. You know, some of them are shameful. And, like, that's the way when you talk about music, that's how I look at stories. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's when, I, when people ask me what's my purpose, I say stories and connections is because I feel like stories is what I love. It, it just gives me a unique look into the world and then connections is what I'm good at. I can look at those stories and say, hey, you ever think about how this connects to this and yada, yada, yada. And if I do that with the intentions of helping people, then we both benefit, right? Mm-hmm. I learn from you and then hopefully you take something away. Mm-hmm. So it's funny that like when I listen to you, it feels like music is that love. It's like whatever forces align for you to resonate with that particular archist- arc- like that archetype of music, that connected with you and it allows you to do something it allows you to explain the world around you to some degree yeah it that what you just said you know certain artists or certain songs you know uh they motivate you you Mm -hmm. know some make you some songs or artists will make you want to cry or you know get you hype in the gym it's like it's all connected somehow some way and i think for me it's like it's like not saying i'm not the average person but Mm -hmm. Like the average person maybe like have a connection level of like sixty percent. Yeah. Where I feel like I'm like super connected to music. Where it's like it's like eighty five, ninety. Where it's like I can't go a day without listening to music or listening to an interview or being somewhat around the culture of hip hop because like we we young black men in America, bro, we ain't mm-hmm. got we really don't have no culture here. Yeah. Like our culture is hip hop. Yeah. And that's why it's so powerful. So that's so that's another reason another reason why like someone like me who's so connected to it because we don't have we don't this is all we really got yeah I mean I, I think about that a lot I was actually talking to somebody recently about this idea of like how you know in a lot of other um, if you look at a lot of other ethnicities or cultures they have rites of passage they have these moments um, in their experiences where they come of age and even 
you know, white Americans may say that they don't have those things, but you have, if, if you're a white American, you prop, you have the myths of these heroes in America, the George Washingtons, the president, like there's a, there's an invest, there's a positive aspect of America that you can choose to look at mm -hmm. to, to get pride from. And I, in a lot of ways, I think that every time that black culture has looked to thrive organically after having the roots of it stripped away, it's been stepped on and stepped on. And like hip hop was the one thing in a lot of, in a lot of ways that stays black, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like it's, it, other cultures have, you know, dipped their toe in it and taken it, you know what I'm saying? I've always joked about my arch nemesis being a Christian rapper. So, like, that's what I feel <laughs> like. like. So, like, every everybody has, like, their 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 hand in it, but it's still it's seen ours. as black. It's ours. You know what I'm saying? So, I can definitely understand that. And mm -hmm. when you say it's, like, a cultural thing, for sure. Yeah. For like, sure. I don't, not only, I don't just listen to music or, you know, I wear it, like, yeah. I, I, I'm going to the store. I'm finding the hip hop shirts. Yeah. Like I'm, I am hip hop. Yeah. Like I can't explain it. Like I remember I was listening to an interview. Um, I think Leor was on Drink Champs, and for those uh, Leor Cohen, mm -hmm. he was um an, an executive at um, Def Jam. Now he runs um YouTube, like YouTube's uh, music uh, department. Yeah, yeah, their music department. I remember he was on Drink Champs, and and, uh, and um. He was asking Nori a question. And Nori asked him a question. I can't remember how it went, but he was like, "If you if you cut me open, I bleed, run DMC." Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's hip hop yeah. as fuck, yo." Because yeah. like, I feel like if you cut me, I'm bleed Rockefeller. Yo, <laughs> yeah. like, there's gonna be lyrics just coming <laughs> out, Paul. It's like, <laughs> I, re I understand that, yo. Like, it, it's something that you you know, what I'm saying when you talk about it so emphatically, like, I gotta do it. That's the that's when I know that, or at least I feel like you know you've tapped into that purpose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't feel like I always look at purpose as something that that's not a profession. It's not like my purpose is to be a dancer. My purpose is to be on TV. It's like your purpose is you. It's the manifestation of what's in the world. And you can infuse that into whatever you do. You know what I'm saying? So like you not being a rapper anymore, or I shouldn't say anymore. You maybe always look no, at you yourself was, as no, a you rapper. Was, no, you was no, right. I, you I, was absolutely you right. Mike, just like <laughs> they keep trying to get Joe to go back. I'm, we got to get Rail to get no. back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I said. <laughs> <laughs> here you go. See? Gio going to be on here. Yo. I'm, getting, I'm getting the crew back together. Yo. Slowly but surely. <laughs> like, but no, like it's that idea of like, you can you can obsess and, and feel like you're in your element. Like people say like, Diddy's a workaholic. But I can understand people looking at it like that because they're looking at it like work and he's looking at it like I'm doing what I love. Like, I got to do this. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? When it's, what if it would be the same if you had a job and somebody was like, I got to go to work. That's what passion looks like. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, but it's about you and I respect it. Yo. Thank you. No doubt. And I think that it's dope that like no matter what you've done, even if you've pivoted to having these conversations with people you've known, you still look to infuse that like hip hop element into all of that. You know what I'm saying? Even though your approach is hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Grabbing a mic and just going out there and, and, and in the streets, you know what I'm saying? Like you got a street team and shit. Like, I'm outside. I'm outside with it. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta, we gotta get a Pittsburgh tunnel for you to go boy, through now. Yo. Boy, listen. <laughs> yeah. Boy, listen. All if right, the tunnel well, was open, boy, I'm near. After, after 20 minutes of like casual conversation, I guess I'll get to the first question I have. Um, for you, which is, if I was to ask you, who are you? How would you answer that? Who who are you? How would you define yourself? Um, a man, a black man, a family man, 
Mm-hmm. I think I'll start there. A man, a black man, a family man, a very self-motivated man, a dreamer, an executor. We'll start there. Okay. Yeah. So all of those things seem to be identity characteristics that like you looked at yourself as like you know being a man identity like as a black man like what do those two things to start there like what does that mean to you when you when you envision those things um a man starting off as a man in my opinion would be like um someone that's very very um dependent um Um, a provider, of course, you know, mm-hmm. a protector and all, you know, the, you said, you said, just to be clear, you said dependent. Do you mean like he can be dependent on or I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My, 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 it's all right. Dependable. Yeah. yeah dependable. Like, all right, I'm, cool. sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Saying like a man is somebody who's a dependent. Yeah. That's just crazy. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. I just wanted to be like, clear. Oh, my right. fault. My fault. A no, very, a very, a very independent person. Sorry. I, I, or I, I, dependable person. Yeah. Dependable, independent person. Yeah. All right. Um, but someone that's like, you know, that's that stand on a that stand on a square mm-hmm. like you know like I ain't I said what I said mm-hmm. I mean I'm and I meant that shit and I yeah. ain't taking it back yeah and I'll, I'll deal with the consequences as they come yeah I think you know and not to to, to bring up you know I'm saying I'm uh, tragic circumstances but you know we both share a friend uh, who passed away uh, recently and when we were at his uh, funeral one of the things that came up you know what I'm saying uh, and if you don't know who we're talking about, I'm talking about Ferg. Rest in uh, peace with Ferg. Rest in peace, Ferg, man, along with Ferg. Um, it was the idea that, like, everybody that spoke about him said, you know, if he said he was going to do something, he did it. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And that was like, you know, when I was in the crowd just sitting there listening to everybody's testimony and looking at my video and, and how unprompted my video fell in line with what everybody else was saying, I was just like, damn, like, that's something to look up to. Like, you know, he didn't have – the time we think we all have. So what I took away from that, you know, because you try to take tragedy and make purpose out of it was that while I'm here, I want to I want to strive to be someone like that, that when it's my time, people could say at least that fundamental thing that whatever he said he was going to do, he did. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that because that also that there's a lot of accountability there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What does it, what does that mean for you too? Because it's easy to say like if I say something that is what it is, but what happens when there's accountability? You know what I'm saying? Or when you got to hold yourself accountable. What does that look like? I hold myself account- accountable all the time. Yeah. Like, I, I, like I, I do a lot of self-reflecting. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot. Almost, like, a little too much in my <laughs> Like, because it's like there's certain things in certain places and things I want out of life, and I have mm-hmm. to hold myself accountable for my actions on why I'm not there. Yeah. Or why I'm halfway there or a third there or whatever it is. So being accountable is, like, up there as far as a human being in my opinion not Mm -hmm. just a man a woman just a human being yeah like you have to hold yourself accountable for the things that you say the things you do and i'm one of those people that hold myself like accountable times three because i i like i know where i want to go and i can't get there if i'm not holding myself accountable for the things that i do say just all all of my actions in general Mm -hmm. so i'm a very uh extremely accountable person when you said that a man is a provider too, like what does that mean for you? Like, why is that important for you to include that? Um, because you don't want to be 
waiting on somebody. I I don't mm-hmm. like in order to in order, like you got to provide for yourself. It don't necessarily have to be for someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, just take care of your situation so that way you ain't waiting for somebody to give you nothing. Like okay. learn how to fish. Yeah. Like and I'm so thankful that my dad taught me how to fish as a as a kid. Like both my mm-hmm. parents, so I ain't I'm just going to keep bigging up my my dad. Both my parents, they both taught me how to fish. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, they both taught me how to fish in different ways. Yeah. You know, so when you say how to fish, what do you mean by that? Go um, get it. Yeah. Go get it and don't wait for nobody to go give it because ain't nobody going to give you shit. Yeah. So, you know, for example, like, um, like I, like when we were talking about the podcast thing, it was like, all right, so you say you want to do this. Ain't nobody going to say, hey, I like, I like, I like to think that you're good at being conversationalist. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just give you this, this equipment and just mm-hmm. say, and put you in position to just, no, you yeah. got to go get that shit. You got to go research the, the mics. Yeah. And research the, the software and do this and do that and schedule and you gotta go get that shit. Cause yeah. if you if you if, if if you say you want it as bad as you say you do. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean gonna go fish. Like I'm gonna go grab my fishing bowl <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to the lake <laughs> and I ain't coming home until I catch something. Absolutely. Like some people aren't comfortable with doing that. Like I am. I, I completely understand that. And I can obviously empathize with it. I think um, you've already touched on it, but it almost can, like elegantly Pause. segues. <laughs> I ain't touch on seg- nothing over here. <laughs> it almost segue into exactly what I wanted to talk about, which is like kind of who are the people that like that came before you, your ancestor or your influences? Like who are those people and what did they teach you? You talked about your mom and your dad, but it could be anybody. Um, my mother and my father, um, they both influenced me tremendously like that's really all I had more 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 my mother than my father growing up because my dad really what my dad really wasn't there mm-hmm. um but my mom was very um independent um woman worked m- multiple jobs and making sure like making sure my sister and I had everything that you know that we could desire mm-hmm. uh, so my mom taught me like hard work like one of those things like ain't nobody like ain't nobody gonna give you shit yeah. you gotta go get it go get a job go do this go do that to provide for yourself which which what she did she went to go provide for herself and her family so my mom just taught me hard work um my father taught me hard work hard hard work just in a different aspect yeah um i'll I'll leave that where it's at Mm -hmm. um but you know they 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 both taught me a lot of things um other influences i'm like i'm like my there's i mean there's too many people that the name but like i I, I could draw inspiration from from said person off of one conversation we had. Mm-hmm. It may not mean you might not be been the biggest influence in my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, but you were an influence, like you know. So, but the two people for sure, both both yeah. both, both my parents. So, and you mentioned hip hop having this profound effect on your life. Is there anybody that you would want to name from that arena, or do you feel like it's just your mom and your dad is where you draw that the most no, inspiration from? No, I was just saying that. Yeah, you know what I mean, because that's. That's the foundation. Like yeah, before yeah. you even leave the house, you gotta have some type of. Absolutely. Well, I'm saying you don't have to, but that was that was my. Absolutely. That was, that was my foundation. Okay. Not, not outside of my household, as far as like music wise. Or any anything, it don't gotta you be know. music. But yeah. Um, but it was of, of of course like Hove. Mm-hmm. Um, I drew a lot of inspiration from like Kobe. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think. Hmm. Hove was definitely, of course, number one. Like anybody that knows me knows, like Hove was like, 
why Hove? I mean, I, and this is going to be a Hove Avengers podcast. So, like, not an apologies, Joe, if you hear this. I don't want to steal your phrase. <laughs> Joe, but Joe, like, Joe, too, of course. Yeah, but no. Like, why Hove, though? He kind of spoke to my story to, certain de- to a certain degree. Okay. Like, growing up in the projects, it was, you know, there wasn't a father there. Mm-hmm. Um, he got, I think, two or three sisters. I got a sister. Mm-hmm talking about you know what's going on outside and you you either outside or looking outside and you mm-hmm. can identify with the stories he's saying because mm-hmm. um what what's the one line um will you will you can't put your vest away and say you'll wear it tomorrow because yeah. the day after you'll be saying damn, damn I, was I was just, just with, with him yesterday, yesterday. Mm. yeah and you that shit you then that shit really hit home and you like oh shit he telling mm-hmm. my story or i can identify with that mm-hmm. so and then over the years you keep hearing you know, things that you like, oh shit, like I've been through that. Or I know someone I've been through that. So mm-hmm. it always hits home. And, you know, of course he 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 got he has his um, you know, his his braggadocious, cocky yeah, arrogance yeah. type of and that's and that's right up my bag. Like yeah. you don't don't <laughs> don't talk some arrogant shit and yeah. think that I ain't gonna fuck with you because yeah, I oh you know what I mean? So yeah. Like so aside from like the the personal storytelling side of him, the I'm that nigga and y'all can't fuck with me sad. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I identify with that as well. Like, you and that, and you could call it arrogant, you could call it cocky, however you want to call it, but I feel like everyone should have that in them. Mm-hmm. Just because I, I have self-confidence doesn't mean like I'm arrogant. Yeah. It just means I just have self-confidence. Yeah. Like, so, when, so hearing that aspect of, aspect of his music as well, it's like, yeah, that's my nigga right there. Yeah, and it's funny because you followed that up with Kobe, like, and I'll admit, when I was in high school, I was like, I won't say I was foolishly a T Mac fan, but I was a T Mac fan. Oh, I, I was. T- who wasn't but, a T Mac fan? But, but I was a T Mac over Kobe fan because, especially when he hit him with that cr- that turnaround crossover, I was like, oh, he's the man. Like, <laughs> but like as I got older, I became more and more of a Kobe fan. Like, and I think like as I became more of who I wanted to be, it, I resonated with more of what who Kobe was. So mm-hmm. like the fact that you looked up to him early on, like what was it about Kobe that like definitely like you, you felt like you connected with again like somewhat similar to what i said about hove like the storytelling like aside from that like his 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 confidence yeah kobe get on that court and he don't give a fuck who you is <laughs> like i love that shit like i don't give a fuck who you is nigga. like, Mama, like yo. i'm oh, gonna bust your ass Absolutely. like like i don't care mike iverson t-mac whoever like yeah. g- give me the ball yo tyrone lou yeah, give me the ball. Respectfully, yeah. And, like, I like that aspect about people. Like, people mm-hmm. that could just, like, man, get out my way, yo. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm that nigga. Y'all know I'm that nigga when it comes mm-hmm. to this field. Get out my way. Do you see that in yourself? Absolutely. Yeah, I was just about to say, because, like, it's just, for you to get that hype, I would imagine, like, there's some semblance of, of like, you, you see that in you. Absolutely. I mean, that's how you identify with somebody. Yeah. Like, that's how you, like, if you're a Nas fan, you see a little bit of, what you, you know what I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you're yourself in Nas. Yeah. Like, so when I say these people inspire me, of course I see a little bit of that in me. Like, yeah. I, I know how to reserve it at times. I know when to bring it out at times. Yeah. Um, I ain't just going to walk around every day of my yeah. life like, nigga, can't nobody fuck Of yeah. course, you have your days where it's like, yeah. nigga, don't, nigga, don't get a shape up <laughs> yeah. and wash the car. <laughs> and nigga, I'm outside. What you mean? I got absolutely. some money in my pocket. Nigga, we outside. <laughs> like, nigga, what's your, what nigga would say something to yeah, me? Like, absolutely. My, the funny thing is now that I'm listening to, you know what I'm saying, you, you, you mentioned these important qualities. 
and I know you, so like I'm just gonna throw some rap names out there, and hopefully the audience, if you don't know who I'm talking about, you can Google it. But you know, what I'm saying you got what Stack Bundles is another one of your favorite rappers. Joe Buttons is one of your favorite rappers. You know, what I'm saying you got Hove, and like when I look at the the, the list push. of people that you push, like people that you look at as your favorite rappers. You know, what I'm saying like there's an extreme level of technical ability and execution as well as braggadociousness. So it's like both of those things are synonymous with all of those people. It's like, I'm, I'm gonna talk my shit, but I'm also gonna be like, you can't mess with, like, it's not like I'm not bringing that skill. Like, I'm, I'm gonna talk my shit and I'm gonna back it up. Exactly. Like, yeah, you could talk shit, oh, I ain't the best rapper. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna prove it to you. Yeah. Like, I like, I'll, I'll always give the example of like, um, how some people would say like, like you can't say you the best rapper. It's like, I, I compare ba- basketball and rap a lot, yeah. a little bit. So it's like, that's like saying I'm the best rapper, but when a nigga call you out, you tuck your tail. Yeah. That's like you saying, yo, I'm the best basketball player yeah. on this street. And a nigga three houses down be like, nigga, check up. And yeah. you be like, nah. Uh, you be like, ready. well, nigga, shut the fuck up then. <laughs> like, like, how do you? That's why you like Joe. He's, he was always ready to go outside right, against somebody. I'm outside. Like, yeah. how dare you challenge me? Yeah, like, yeah. nah, I ain't with yeah. that shit. Like, don't, don't challenge me. Yeah. But I, I think that, like, seeing that, like, what do you, what do you feel like? I don't want to skip my questions. I'm, I'm going to make sure I make go in order because I want to make sure the audience can follow. But what do you see that, like, your version of that is, though? Like when you look at, you know, Hove had hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Kobe had basketball. And he, he had theater and a bunch of RIP Kobe and Gigi, you know what I'm saying? But what do you see your version of like that arena is for you? It's a good question. Right now, um, like when I was outside with the pod, mm-hmm. It was that. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and it's again, it's, it may come across as a certain way, and I hope it doesn't come across that way because I'm really not trying to be like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like whatever I decide to do, mm-hmm. it's that mm-hmm. because I'm I have like such tunnel vision that like once I lock in on something, yeah. Oh, you can't tell me I'm not the best at it because okay. I'm going to be the best at it. Okay. So I'll give you an example. It was like. When I was doing like the blog around the city, mm-hmm. it was cool. And then once I say, all right, I'm gonna do that. I got invited to do Summer Jam because mm-hmm. that's how good the park. I mean, that's how mm-hmm. good the uh, the blog was. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just zoning in on it. Mm-hmm. When I started the podcast, all right, I'm getting 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 my feet wet with it. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm 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 going to I'm going to have the best podcast in the city. Mm-hmm. Like, so. And because there's another question I want to ask, but I'll ask it later because it is one of the later questions. But this goes right into my next question is then what do you feel like it is that that you're good at? Because you're saying that, like, once you lock in, it's that like you, you good. But what is what is it in you that you feel like gives you that ability to do that? My discipline, mm. like my discipline is through the roof, mm-hmm. like. When it comes to when I, when I lock in on something, my 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 discipline is just I can't explain it. It's it's really like I I I know what and what not to do. Okay. In certain situations, in order to get to the next level. Yeah. So like uh, again, we you know some people struggle with uh, uh, you know um, food or chocolate or whatever it is. Yeah. Like you know some people just get weak around it. When I say like I ain't eating that no more, mm. I ain't eating it. Mm. Like I'm not. 
and be, come on, man, it's just it's just the weekend. You need to live up, <laughs> nigga. I said I'm not eating it, bro. Right, like, bet. so I have a, an extreme level of discipline and um, like focus. I, think, I guess discipline and focus could be like the same thing. Absolutely. I mean, well, it's similar, but I, I would definitely feel like, and, and I wanted you to finish. I don't want to cut your no, answer good. off. No, but like that's that I resonate with that a lot because I realized that you know whenever I started to dream big and and I discovered purpose, the one thing that came with that is accountability. Like mm-hmm. this idea that greatness doesn't just come, you know what I'm saying? It demands something of you. And, and in a lot of ways for me, that was discipline. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was looking at, you know, either it was my health or w- taking care of myself or just like my wanting to make sure that I showed up as myself consistently requires discipline. And I knew I needed to work on that. That, that wasn't my strength. So I, I definitely acknowledge that like, that's definitely a skill because if that's something that's almost more natural for you, it's almost like a superpower. Yeah. Like, you know how, like you, you're, we're, we're, we're currently recording a podcast. You know how disciplined you have to be to do something week in and week out with someone different and come up with questions and schedule it <laughs> and edit it and promote it every freaking week. Yo. Yeah. That takes discipline Yeah, because you know, on set day, you have to record. Yeah. While your friends are like, yo, you try and go, yo, there's yeah. a party, there's a, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. you're like, no, I got, I got to record tonight. <laughs> and niggas is like, what? Bro? Like, <laughs> come on, man. Just, 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 just push it back to, no, I can't, bro. Like, yeah. I, I, I can't, I can't let myself down. I have to yeah. hold myself accountable yeah. for something that I said I want to do and something that I want to be great at. All right, that can wait. I'll catch y'all around 9, 930. Yeah. Yeah. Let me go knock, let me go knock this interview out. Save it to my computer, and then we could go do the yeah, fuck yeah, shit. Yeah. But I, like, you have to be disciplined in order to under to do those things. And some people have, and some people don't. So, if discipline is your superpower, then and, and I want to make sure I'm on task because I, it, it just transitioned really good into the next question I had. Is like, then what is something you feel like you're afraid of? Then, because like, you, it's clear that you know like that's something you're really good at, discipline and focus. Like, what is something you might be afraid of? And this is revolving around you, not like in general. I mean, unless you want to confess phobias, if you're afraid of spiders, I don't know. I'm like afraid of like huge bodies of water. Okay. Like I can understand that. Yeah. yeah. Seems like endless. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. Crossing, what is that bridge in Virginia where it's just like a long bridge over a long body of water? Mess me up, yo. Yeah, I don't fuck with Going to Ocean City really tripped me out. I don't fuck with huge bodies (laughs) of water. Like, and I've I've been in the ocean. I've been, you know, I've been on the cruise, but it's just like. Yeah. I don't fuck with that for real. I, I but um, a fear, another fear was like, like letting, letting myself and my family down. Mm-hmm. Like that's a huge fear of mine. Like because I know, I know how how much like certain people around me may look to me for certain like either like I see like motivation or like I inspired them or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And I feel like if I let myself down, I let them down mm-hmm. and I don't want to let them down. So I kind of have to keep like doing and going yeah. because like, and also being like the oldest um, grandson in my family. So mm-hmm. I don't Me like, too. I, that's crazy. Dope. Dope yeah. shit. On both like, sides. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, well just one. Yeah. Um, but I don't, um, like I got two stepbrothers, but I don't have any like biological brothers. So it's just like it's just I got a, I got a younger sister, but it's just like it's just it was always just like me in a sense, mm-hmm. being the oldest and being like the first, like I guess you want to call it like trailblazer if you want to call it. I was yeah. like 
I had to go outside on my own. Absolutely. I ain't got no older brothers. So mm-hmm. I had to, I ain't had nobody to call. I'm gonna go go call my. You know, you yeah. gotta learn how to fight, bro. Like yeah. so, like I've always been like the first to some to to, to some degree, and like letting them down, that will that will be heartbreaking, yo. Yeah. Like so, I think that's a huge fear of mine. So, but what's curious about you saying that's a fear is that like if you feel like you're so disciplined and focused, why is that a fear? Like why are you so afraid of letting them down? Why don't you just like have this supreme confidence that my discipline and focus will always? I mean, because things. life happens. Mm. Like you don't know what tomorrow may bring. Mm-hmm. You don't like things happen. Life, mm-hmm. life be life and outside. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. So you can have the plan and the discipline and the the, the self confidence, all that in the world, and life say, nah, nigga. Yeah. And you can be like, now nah, you gotta, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm I'm a type of person. I'm a you know do my best by brushing myself off and getting back on my feet. It may mm-hmm. take me longer to get back, you know what I mean? To yeah. crawl back to where I was previously. But, you know what I mean? I feel like, you know, that's a, it's, of course it's, it's a setback, but I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, I don't want to let them down because I, I love them too much. What do you, what do you think, and, and you feel free to share what you'd like, but what do you think is the cause of those moments where you feel like you, like you said you might get pushed back or, Life be life and like, yeah, the universe can present you with any number of circumstances, but talking about the things that you can control, like a fear is born out of something. Like when is the time you feel like maybe you did let yourself down? Um, when I was in college and when I was in college and got my DUI, mm. like, like, damn, like you, you fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, you fucked up, bro. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, cause like you was, you was, Everything was good. You was in yeah. school, doing doing shit the right way, trying to get, you know what I mean, trying to get your life in order, and you get a setback, and you're like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Now you got to go to this class and do yeah. this shit, go on <laughs> probation. And, like, especially, like, for someone like me who's never been, like, I've never had any trouble with the law, yeah. to be on probation is like, fam, what? I can't do what? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not used to somebody telling me I can't do nothing. Mm. Like, so that was a huge letdown by it. Like, it was a minor setback compared to where I'm at today, mm-hmm. but... Who knows? Like that could have been like more dramatic. It could have been like yeah. something could have happened. Like mm-hmm. where it's like I'm not here today because of that silly mistake I made back in 2009. Mm-hmm. Like so, yeah, that was a, a setback and something that I let myself down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was one of the things. Yeah, well, like, but I think what's in- important is that like a lot of people make mistakes and they're just like, all right, it is what it is. You know, like even in some terms they say like you got to hit rock bottom before you learn. Like. What was it in that moment? Was it the guilt of letting yourself down? Like, yeah, you, all these circumstances could have happened, but what's the feeling that you felt that was different than maybe anything other, like in any other situation? Was it the gravity of it? Like, what was it? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know, Tom. I don't know, Tom. <laughs> like, I don't know the answer to I that. I quit trying to coin that. No, 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 but, <laughs> yeah. no but, but, but your questions be so like thought provoking and like untip like they're not typical questions so yeah. it's like you really gotta like you can't just answer that question just <laughs> yeah. off the fly you gotta <laughs> yeah. like and 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 i'm one and i'm someone who knows how to run that random podcast so <laughs> having dead air is something that you don't want to have yeah absolutely. so it's like you, you kind of you don't want to rush the answer but absolutely. you don't want to have dead air so i don't know no you did air is fine like you call it <laughs> pregnant pause but yeah. like my thing is like the the reason that i think that's important and i'll give you some time to think and i'll just talk for a little bit but it's like as someone who loves stories what i love about stories is that it's not the outcome it's it's never like the 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 good guys win or the the good guys lose or whatever it's how do you get there 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are all the little things that happen? Like, I, I watch Seinfeld all the time, and people say I've never laughed at it. And I get it, you know, especially if you're young and black, you can't connect, especially growing up. Martin was our thing, mm-hmm. right? But when you get older, you realize Seinfeld is just white Martin. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's it like the same thing. And, like, the, you, what I like about it is if you watch an episode, it's like something trivial will happen in the beginning. And then it'll just build up and it builds up and then it just becomes more and more ridiculous until it's a comedy and you're like, what the heck? Like, this is hilarious. And I think life plays out like that. Like, if yeah. you understand the formula, the little pieces, the variables that influence why we do what we do, then you have access to the whole picture. And, and I think that's interesting. Like, you, you clearly you were impacted by that moment in your life. Clearly it had, you know, it, it was maybe something you've never experienced to put you in an unfamiliar space. But I'd imagine, you know, just living life, you've made mistakes before. You probably felt bad about something you've done before. But there was like that was like you were ready to hear the message in that moment. And I'm curious, like, why was it then? You know, what was what was so different about that moment? Because it it was like you. You, you know, I was in college at the time, so it's like you. You try to escape what was from, you know, where you grew up from. Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, people in and out of jail or mm. in and out of these things or in and out of trouble doing this, doing that. And mm. it's like, fam, you took, you went to college, like, and now you kind of like back, like, to where you came from and to a certain degree. Mm. And I mean, I had multiple failures throughout my life. That's just, that's just the only one I'm just going to speak about here. Yeah. But just in that circumstance, it was like, fam, you went, you went away to get away from, to get away from the bullshit. It's powerful. And now you back in the bullshit to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I ain't, I ain't never been to jail. Don't want to, don't plan on going. Like, <laughs> don't want to, don't want to. Like, yeah, that's not absolutely. cool to me, like absolutely. at all. But you know, and no shade to anyone who's been incarcerated, yeah. but it's just like, that's just not me. And like, I don't want to do that. So, Going through that situation, and I, I knew I wasn't going to go to jail, yeah. but it was just like, it was just like, damn, like you, fucking up, to this point. You, yeah, you, you was doing good, like you was doing great, my nigga, like yeah. graduated in high school, and now you in college having yeah. a good time, and now you had a setback. Yeah, sit your ass down, my yeah. nigga. It, it's so wild, man. It's like I think that it requires like we talk about self awareness a lot, and we always think we know who we are. But I think it requires those moments when those two realities collide, because that's what it sounds like you're explaining is that like you had this version of yourself that was just living life in the moment. Mm-hmm. And you were able to always look back and say, like, I've I've overcome this. You're always looking back until that all that shit you were looking back on collided with who you are now. Yep. And you realize that it's not that far back. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you think you miles and miles away from yeah. where you came from when you really just like two blocks. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I had, you know, I had the same epiphany, like, because like my dad had his troubles with alcohol and I used to judge that growing up. I used to always be like, he was never there, yada, 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 until I had my own. And it was like, damn, like it gave me a different level of empathy of like, it's easy to look at someone else's story and say, oh, you did that, that's crazy. And then when you look at your own, it forces you to go back and say, I understand that. I, I can see how like one night leads to one week, what leads to one month, what might lead to one year. And then you know leads to saying? one huge mistake. And then one huge mistake, and then you compile that with another life that you're responsible for, and you're not fully complete yourself. You know what I'm saying? I talk to my mom all the time about the fact that I'm in awe of how young she had me in the sense that 
I don't know if I was ready for a kid yesterday. <laughs> like, you know fam. what I'm saying? Look, like, <laughs> look, fam. So look, I just had this conversation. So both my parents had me at 18. Yeah. So um, right now I'm currently 36. Yep. Right? So I think about, like, I'm 36 right now with yeah. no kids. Yeah. So my parents was 36. I was 18, Gee, dog. Yeah. Yeah, like, it was it was making it work, yo. Fam, so now I be having conversations with my parents. I be like, I get it. You ain't know what the <laughs> fuck you was doing, yo. Yeah, like, what? I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yo, <laughs> I'm just doing this shit. Does, yo. And like, then like, and, and imagine then, not knowing what you're doing, and this little human is judging the heck out of you. Like, judging, yo, you getting it all wrong. Like, you messing up. But then, but then that younger human looks looks at you like. You know everything, yes, but yes. you don't. You don't know nothing, oh, fam, fam. I was outside with my dad. My dad's third. My dad was thirty six. I'm eighteen. We outside yeah. sliding around in these streets, <laughs> going H two O and strip clubs and all this shit. And I'm like, hold on, fam. I would not be at the strip club with my child, yo. Like, but, but you don't he know, didn't no know better. He don't know. No, he don't didn't know, know any better. better. So I, I couldn't judge him. Now I just sit back and laugh like, yo, yeah. you was a wild boy, yo. Absolutely, yo. I. I always, I'm always in awe of it, yo. Like I always look at my mom and I'm like, and my dad. I'm like, man, I get it, yo. Like, for for anything, like I used, because I used to be telling, them, I want to go to my grandma's house. I'm like, what an ungrateful little mom. <laughs> like you could not be here. <laughs> All the sacrifice I did for you, yo. And like the complaint about food when I'm making, like there's food, like so, there, there's there's food. Some people exactly, don't even don't even have nothing. Exactly, bro. So I, I definitely understand it, and like. You, you look at that and you think that like college, like when you accomplish things when you're young, you think it's because of your greatness. And you continue to think that until you have that collision with the real world that's like, you're no better than the people that you might've looked down on. It's just different circumstances. Yeah. And then like, I, I think to your point, it forces you to read it. Well, not forces you, it gives you an opportunity to, cause you took it. Like it's, it, it, there's a lot of people who obviously meet those impasses and keep it moving like just keep running into them but you chose to take that opportunity to say no i want to be better i i, I say i was talking to Brittany. um i say a lot of times like shout out to brit yeah um like i'd be telling her like sometimes like we'll be having conversations or we'll we'll be talking about something and i'll be like yo we're speaking from a place of privilege yo mm -hmm. like you know what i mean we're, we're, whatever the topic may be i have to remind myself in certain circumstances, I'm speaking from a place of privilege. Mm -hmm. So I can't judge said person or judge said circumstance or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Fam, you're speaking from a place of someone who went to college, who doesn't have kids, who has a, a decent job, who has, you know, certain things. And, you know, and some, some people don't have those mm -hmm. or some people have more or whatever the case is. But when you're speaking on things, you got to remind yourself like, yo, you speaking from a place of you 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 speaking like mm -hmm. you can't speak on that person or that situation fam because your shit ain't together either yeah or it ain't together is the way you would want it to be yeah because you ain't if that's the case you you wouldn't be trying to do what you're trying to do it's you, you all do, relative yeah so it's like you kind of have to give grace that's mm. that's what i'm basically trying to say I, I think that that's an important thing and i think that that's something you see a lot in people who put themselves in that space of like conversationalists like you said Right, like I was talking to DC, and it's like he said that you know one of the things he does he doesn't judge. Mm -hmm. You're saying something similar. You got to give grace. It's this idea that you recognize, like you said, life be lifing, 
You know what I'm saying? We don't all get to pick and choose the perfect response to the perf like how we all of these situations and somebody can catch you on your your your, your worst day at your worst time mm-hmm. and that's all they get to see and that's unfortunate. You know what I'm and, saying? So and, and that's what they take back home with them and yep. say, Well, said person is a jerk or said person is an asshole. No, said person might have just had a bad day. Exactly. You know, you know, or it's just like you just gotta give grace, man, because people especially right now with, you know, people especially like like after COVID, people losing their jobs mm-hmm. and right now they don't want to announce it but it's a recession everybody yeah. money fucked up you yeah. gotta Interest give rates is up. yeah like you gotta yeah. give grace to these people to people not yeah. even to say these people you know what i mean but to people in general because man i had to give grace to my barber man it was like, <laughs> <laughs> no you know, i love my barber to death man but like he, i feel like he does an amazing job cutting his in his dude's dna but i remember it was like a couple of weeks ago man he was wilding i don't know like was like doing wild stuff cutting my hair it took three hours one time forward and one time late i'm like yo but then like the other day i went to go get my hair cut 45 minutes in and out and i was like this is like give people an opportunity to show you they could do better yeah and that wasn't even the first time i think the, the time before that it was like an hour mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's like people want to do better you, you you don't always get the luxury of being at your best you know what i'm saying but if you can understand that in people and appreciate people then you you get to see the beauty in them and like that was one of the reasons i started this podcast is that you know i want people to know like i said at the beginning you are special like who you are is special you you have a lens of view into this world that nobody else possesses mm-hmm. like you talked about um jim or well, not jimmy Iovine. you talked about uh, Leor cohen i want to bring up jimmy Iovine when i was watching dre's stuff on hbo they had jimmy on there and he was saying his dad said every room i walk into is better because i'm there Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing that, thinking that was like super arrogant. And then I learned about cultural competence and all this stuff. And I'm like, yo, he's right. Because before he walked in, that room was missing his perspective. And there's no way in the world they could have gotten it. But Whether they valued there. it or they didn't, it was missing. Yeah. And he made it valuable by offering it. And that's the whole thing. Like, if you understand your uniqueness and you keep practicing it, the world is going to reward you for that because that's the only thing the world rewards is uniqueness. Like that, I mean, it might reward repetitiveness a little bit, but eventually the cream rises to the the top, Top, you know what I'm saying? So, and and speaking of that, you know what I'm saying? Like the world rewarding uniqueness, if you were to exercise your uniqueness, if you could wave a wand and be the ultimate version of who you think you want to be, what would that look like? What would you be doing? Who would you be? Y'all wouldn't know because y'all wouldn't see me. <laughs> I wouldn't see you. <laughs> no. You'd be off the map. <laughs> what, man? Get rid of your social I'll security card. <laughs> disappear, man. What? Like, straight up. Um, but, like, my, what was the question again? The ultimate version of you. You're, you're, like, if you could, like, maximize all your plans, your, ver- your views of yourself, like, what would you look like? What would that be? What would you be doing? What would I be doing? All of that. Just paint the scene for me. I'd be somewhere like what I, I I I would I would be somewhere on a beach. Okay. Like that would be like my main residence. Like I'm not sure where exactly, but somewhere on a beach. Um what would I be doing like specifically like as far as like getting to like financials and things like that? Get a one, bro. This is whatever you want it to be. Um I'd rather not disclose that because okay. um I'm sorry certain things I'm, I'm learning to um keep 
like certain things close because certain people not saying you yeah yeah but some, somebody may may be listening to this and may not have the best intentions for I, me and me and me saying what what my <laughs> goals and things step on it I yeah understand. so i'd yeah. rather not you know what i mean it. but but to sum it all up when if i wave the wand yeah. niggas would not see me all right bet <laughs> all right all right and i would just like i would just be somewhere like hope ho- ho- hopefully healthy and with my family right. i'll just leave it at that and, and like why is the anonymity so important though like the the ability to just not be seen not be be off the grid why is that so important to the ultimate goal because privacy is key man like i love my privacy mm-hmm. um yeah you you i mean you give people certain glimpses of your life you know whether it's like social media or coming on to a podcast and sharing certain experiences about yourself but i cherish my my my, my privacy like mm. i don't like i don't do that know everything about my life shit like mm. it just it just it just doesn't feel right with my soul mm. i don't like that if i don't know like it's like yucky like ooh, like yeah. i'm not yeah. and not judging people that do it it's yeah. just not for me okay like i just love being in the cut Okay. Like anybody that know me know, real gonna smoke. Like I'm gonna find yeah. a cut somewhere and just chill. <laughs> okay. Like I'm gonna chill out. I'm okay. a very chill. Find a cut. I like to be seen when I want to be seen. I like yeah. to be heard when I want to be heard. But other than that, I'm over there. See me when you see me. I like, understand. I mean, it's very, it's a very practical disposition. My thing is like, like why that? Like why? Like it, what is that doing for you though? That privacy, like having that degree of privacy in your mind. To the point where if you could obtain ultimate anonymity off the grid, you would take that. Like, you would take your family and just go away. Like, why is that so important? What does that give you that you feel like being in the limelight? Okay. Peace. Like, and also, like, growing up, again, I'm referring back to, like, we both grew up in, you know, in Mm -hmm. poverty-stricken areas. Yeah. The people that got attention always got hurt. Mm. The people that was always loud or flashy or always like, hey, hey, look at me either got robbed or killed yeah so maybe it's a little bit of trauma from that to be like look when you get it and you, when you get, <laughs> get it away. disappear yo. yeah because nipsey being one of your favorite rappers stack being one of your favorite rappers like yeah. it's yeah. like when you because there's wolves out here and everybody's not happy for you mm-hmm. like so whatever it is you got or where you're trying to get like it ain't it ain't meant for everybody's eyes and ears yeah, Hove is a is a bit of an anomaly, like or not Hove, but like rappers that have survived being braggadocious are an- anomalies to that degree because we've seen some of the best end up in tragic circumstances. You know what I'm saying? And, so. and, and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be quote unquote rappers. You could just if you're listening to this right now, just think about where you come from, and think about some of the things that happen in your neighborhood, man. The mm-hmm. people like that's I, lo- I lost a lot of good friends, man, because mm-hmm. you know what I mean. We're, we're so used to not having as a people that mm-hmm. when you get it, you want to say, hey, look at me. I got yeah. something over here. But then you forget that you're surrounded by wolves yeah. and they don't got nothing either. Yeah. So guess what that's going to do? It's going to get the wolves on your head. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. That's why I just be yo, 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 testing, testing. All right, we're back with a little slight uh, technical technical difficulty. We're learning as we go. Um, but one of the things that I asked you before we went to an, un- an unexpected break was that we were talking about these two realities, right? And you were even talking about it as we cut to the break, like this, the wolves being on you, like once you get all this fame and you got the eyes on you, 
people who don't have, they tend to attack you. Mm -hmm. And what I was bringing up was that, all right, well, you got this reality where your ultimate goal is still kind of steeped in the fact that you're still, you got to be private. But mm -hmm. then if I pushed you, you, you had this other version of what, like, well, if I don't got to be private, here's what I would do. And what I'm asking is that by not allowing yourself to think that the other, that that's a possibility, that this world where you don't have to cherish your privacy to this degree and, and be worried about the wolves being on you, by, by allowing yourself to think that that's a possibility, or by not allowing yourself to think that that's a possibility, are you missing out on something you really want? And uh, while we were, like, having the minor break, um, I was thinking to myself and I was just I was answering that in my head and it's like um, I like I love my privacy so much I think that's where I'm my most I'm my most happy like is it your most happy or most comfortable most happy on a little okay. bit of both okay might be a little bit of both but I like I I just love it you know it really just brings me so much peace I, I can I can agree with that I think or not agree with that I can understand that my question and, and this is why like I like people in the podcast because like I want to push the, the envelope a little bit, right? Like to get something you never had, you got to do something you've never, never done. And you know that as well as I do. So like if your privacy is something you've always cherished, but you know you got to step, you, you envy these people that have stepped out into the world. Like Hov's a very private person, but you, he still had to step out there. Mm -hmm. There's still vulnerable stuff. We know he shot his brother, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's stuff that happened, right? Like is there an element where you feel like that might be something you got to address to get to whatever the ultimate goal of what you really want is. Possibly. And I don't think um, if, if, if that's the case, I'm not ready to be that vulnerable with the world or with people yet. OK, which is fine. But my question is, where does it start with you, though? Because the, the, the equation has to you got to start working the equation at some point. Right. Mm -hmm. If you feel like that's valuable. My thing is. I don't feel like it's up for me to tell anybody what to do. I think that we all have the answers to our own questions. My thing is just listening to you and wondering, like, I see the closed doors in your, your logic and your conversation. Mm -hmm. And my thing is like, all right, he's really comfortable with this, but what would happen if he wasn't? And me asking you that revealed that like, okay, that's a comfort, that's where my peace is. But it's like, well, if you want to be great, peace isn't on the menu. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's very true. Um. Mm. And this isn't me advocating for you to be less private. I guess what no, I'm saying is like, like, you're, you're making me think. And yeah. Like, so good. I'm sorry. No, I, I'm just saying like, is there, I think that we're the, I don't want to say the real work because I don't want to allude to like, you're not doing the work, but I think that where a lot of self-awareness comes is by looking at the things about ourselves that we are most comfortable with and asking ourselves why, even if we think it's a good thing, you know what I'm saying? Because it reveals an understanding about ourselves that if we don't ask those questions, we'll, we'll never know. Yeah. And we could be leaning on a crutch when we think it's just a fact of the matter, right? Like, yeah. And, and I don't want to say that, like, you can't be private, but when I look at some of your favorite artists, outside of Hove, who has managed to do it in, in some very calculated, strategic way, he still needed to be extremely vulnerable. Like, 444... Is extremely vulnerable. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And he couldn't have came back after what was going on without being vulnerable like uh joe's whole pot is the, the high <laughs> points or him being, being vulnerable. vulnerable the wild outtakes <clears throat> the most vulnerable moment so it's like i guess it's just a, a different levels of, of yeah, yeah. vulnerability mm -hmm. like i don't mind being vulnerable it's just like like i wouldn't even say vulnerable it's my 
my thing is like I'm not trying to say you need to be you need your privacy, but my thing is like I asked you what could you want, and you said I want to be off the grid completely. Not off. Okay, I know what you meant. Yeah, you know but, what I meant. Yeah, like yeah, not yeah. off the grid. Like I'm gonna not have a cell phone. I, I know what you I just, meant. Like I just want to just like like what would be like wave the magic wand. I just like I just want to be like away, away. And but and, but what I'm saying is like that sounds like it's built in comfort. Like what would happen if you couldn't have that? Like, because you said like, well, wave a magic wand. I don't got to worry about privacy. I would travel. I would do whatever. But I, I could still be private and travel. True. But is that is that is that the thing that was like the biggest difference between those two concepts? Is that you wanted to travel? Is that the only thing? Because it seemed like there was an openness there too. Like you could be free almost. <laughs> like like the way you was describing. Oh it no. Like okay. So okay. I, I may I may have like said it in a way where okay, it's like. Okay. It wasn't intended to be like that. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like, oh, like, get away from everybody, lock me in a cage. I just want to be covered up. Like, yeah, no, yeah. I just mean, like, just get away and just, like, be, like, just living my life, traveling, doing this, doing that, but just, like, not, like, in the mix. Oh, okay. That's okay. what I mean by I away. I see what you mean. Okay, like, I, don't, okay. I, don't, I don't need to be in the mix okay. to be. In the limelight, like in the spotlight. Yeah, that's just thing. not who I am, okay. like to my core. Like okay. I, again, like I said, like I like you know me. We go out, we yeah. have a good time, but most of the time when we go out, I'm not the person. I'm not the loudest person in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not the flashiest person in the room. I'm just gonna find my little cut, hang out <laughs> with my friends, yeah. have a good time, and go home. Okay. I don't need to be Mr. Flashy, Flashy, Mr. Loud Man. That's just yeah. not my personality. Yeah. So when I said I need to get away or just uh, disappear, that's what I meant. Like let me just. Mm-hmm. Make my money, go to work, disappear. I don't have to be on IG Live every goddamn day. Like that's not me. But that's not your style anyway. Yeah. So so I, I would agree that like, it, or not agree, but I understand what you're saying now when you say like, I would do more. It would be like the ultimate manifestation of what I'm doing now. Yeah. If I can move and not be in the limelight, you know what I'm saying. But I, it is a little bit ironic that like the the rappers you like the most are the most braggadocious. About being that, like, in not in the limelight, but like, Hove wants to be number one. We know that he releases something every time Nas releases something. Like, it, oh, something, something. Like I was coming soon. Like, <laughs> I was so coming soon. Like, you, you see, like, Joe wants to be number one. Like, Stack, the gorgeous gangster. Like, it, like these dudes were. So it's like, I understand the humility, playing the backdrop, not wanting to be that guy. But like the guy, the people that you look at, do and act at least in the rapper demeanor in a very different way. How do you account for that? Um, like I don't like you can still be like that if you like you know uh, braggadocious or however you want to verb it like however you want to word it or whatever it's like mm-hmm. but you don't you just don't have to be loud about it your like, whole life doesn't have to be that. yeah like so where's your outlet for that though then how do you do how do you do with what Jay is able to do with hip hop, what Joe's able to do with hip hop. I was with doing Kobe. it with the pod. Yeah. Yeah, you know, where it's like when it comes to this interview thing, when it comes to this podcast, like, yeah, yeah like that's when I talk okay. my shit. Like, exactly. you know what I mean? Or I'll, you know, posting like my numbers or doing mm-hmm. it's like, hey, man, look. You're doing this. I'm doing something over here. Yeah. Where it's like, I don't have to be like in a different aspect of being loud. Like, I'll yeah. just, I'll, I'll let the work speak for me, speak for my. Speak for me if you want to call it. So, that. and that helps inform my question then, because then it becomes not that not your personal life. If you wave that wand, you can have the privacy in your personal life, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. What would it look like for you to have the ultimate version of that? Then, the whole like 
Hove has hip hop as the number one. Like, what would that look like for you? What would you be number one in? What would you want to talk your shit in? If you wanted to, I'm assuming you'd want to. The older I get, the more I like. I do, but I don't. I'm like kind of like teeter tottering a little bit, where it's like half of me wants to like. I just gotta find the motivation to get back into the pod, the podcast space. But it it like it would be that. It would be the podcast. The podcasting space, like the the media, like look, I'm mm-hmm. I'm lit over here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I said, I brought up Angie. It yeah. would be in like almost like how you don't hear Angie talk about she the best. Everybody, yeah. everybody, everybody knows everybody she the best. Know. Yeah, like yeah, I like yeah. that's where it's like that's where my thing is like. I, I don't have to tell you I'm the best. Mm-hmm. Everybody that you think is the best know that I'm the best, mm-hmm. and that in 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 Angie's regard. Yeah. So that's where I would kind of like that's like, like like that's where I would be. But like sometimes, but I mean, half of me like as I'm getting older and getting getting more mature, like I don't really care to. Yeah, but that you know, Tupac said you age as you get older. Like you spend your your rebel years in your twenties, and as we get into our thirties, we he said those are the quiet ones. You know what I'm saying? But you don't strike me as somebody who wants to give up. Like you you have. If you know that greatness is in you, are you willing to like allow that to just be like an un, un, unmanifested thing? I'm just I'm, I'm just changing my target. Well, that's what I'm asking. What's the target then? Because if it's not podcasting, that's cool. I just but what's the target then? I'm not. I don't want to share that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, bet, all right, bet, but okay. it's like. But you do have a target. I, I always got a target. Okay, okay, okay. Like I always got a target, okay, baby. Well, like I'm, the, I'm always, I'm always <laughs> shooting aim. Like right, it's just right. like I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be on Front Street, or oh, everyone doesn't have to know. Like I mean, but you have something that you feel like is a is that big thing for you to be able to invest yourself in and absolutely. put yourself out there. Absolutely, that's what's important. It's, okay. Yeah, like again, this is a. a a public forum and I understand. I'm not big on sharing certain things about me, but yeah, there's always a target. Nothing yeah. wrong with my aim. Just got to change the target. I understand. Hope line. I, I, would, I would offer this though. Like, I think that there, like they say that you um, like darkness comes from light, the yin and the yang. I think that, and you can take this as food for thought. The fact that privacy is so important to you, there's something there, right? Like you said, it's not a vulnerability and I, I ain't arguing the point. All I'm saying is that, the things that we care the most about are always vulnerabilities. True. You know what I'm saying? And it's not that I'm getting you to care less about privacy. It's just that if you understand more about like, why is this so important? Because other people would say that like, nobody wants anybody in their business. Yeah. But it's clear that that's super important to you. And maybe it's, and I've seen you, or you've talked about because you've seen the stakes of what happens in the hood of, you know, being And not only that, that, it's just like, you know, like, like I'm again when you ask me about who I am, I said I'm a man, I'm a black mm-hmm. man, and I'm a family man. I love my family so much. For it's like that's that I'm always with my family. Yeah. Like and like so, like I I keep them close. And mm-hmm. so since I'm always with them, I keep them close. Mm-hmm. And and by keeping them close, it means I got to be over here and not over here with y'all. I'm fine with that. That you know what that is though. That's that's trying to control not in a bad way but oh, I'm controlling control circle. <laughs> no, I'm not saying you're controlling Tom, <laughs> <call me> control. <laughs> I'm not calling you controlling but that that's an effort to control like it's saying that like when you say like if I could have this over here do this like it's trying to it's trying to control the circumstances and in some ways that's good because you're planning that some might call it planning or you know what I'm saying I'm but a, you also and, and said, I'm a planner yeah you, you also said you acknowledge you know we try to make a plan God laughs so what I'm saying is that I, I think 
Styles P said it best. He said he mastered his 50% dark. He working on his 50% light. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that it's cool if you've mastered the privacy piece. What happens if you ma like mastered the other side of that? What does that look like? And then who? What, what does that open you up to? Not saying you have to jeopardize exposing your family or whatever. Mm -hmm. I brought up. I was talking to somebody and I brought up uh, Superman. Mm -hmm. And like we look at Superman and Clark Kent as these two different entities. But Superman can't be Clark Kent and Clark Kent can't be Superman. Superman established Clark Kent because he couldn't have vulnerability. He had to be impervious. He had to be seen as this, this uncaring, unmovable structure, right? But that's not who he was. That wasn't authentic. He couldn't exist like that, which is why he couldn't just be Superman all the time. He had to be Clark Kent. Mm -hmm. He needed that and he knew that. So he created and tried to, his best to keep those two entities separate, right? What I'm saying is that that's not, that's not sustainable in human beings. Like whoever we're meant to be, we have to have a collective understanding of all those aspects of ourselves. So if we try so hard to, to protect one thing, we're really kind of exposing ourselves yeah, to something uh, else. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just worry, like not worry, that's the wrong word. I'm curious of what that would look like if you felt like, not to say you don't value privacy, but if I wasn't so private, what would that look like for me? Like, if I found this way to open myself up, what would that look like for me? I don't know. I'd just be on the internet all day playing. <laughs> <laughs> well, my last question, bro, and you you answered it on because you restated your earlier answer, but um, who, if I were to ask you again as we close out the pod, who are you? If you're to answer it again, I asked you in the beginning, asking you again, who are you? The rap nerd. The rap nerd. Yeah. All right. Try to put my little thing. No, that's good with me, bro. That's good with me. And did like I, with fucking dramatic pause. You no, that's bit, cool. I got you. <laughs> the rap nerd mic drop. But like <laughs> the thing is, like I think it's gonna be funny when the rap nerd becomes vulnerable. That's gonna be interesting. He is vulnerable. Yeah, calculated vulnerable. He's vulnerable. Though. That's not, it's calculated vulnerability. You're picking and choosing. Like real vulnerability. I, I think if you listen to Joe's last pod, he played that snippet where dude said, um, he said, uh, uh, transparency is seeing the truth. And he said, vulnerability is me offering it to you. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're giving people what they want because they expect it, then you're just meeting the, you're, you're meeting, meeting expectations. Yeah, you're meeting expectations, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, I think if you want something you've never had, Angie's something. been pretty vulnerable, yo. Angie's been in the trenches. There's a lot of stories about her, and there's also very private. Like she, nobody knows who she's dated or whatever, and all of that. But when she opens up in those interviews, those people trust her, and that comes from somewhere. Yeah, I think that's why I kind of, I think, um, like when I was when, when when I was recording, I was able to get people to, you know, let their hair down. Yeah. Um, I think it was because a sense of a sense of vulnerability within myself when I was doing the interviews. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I, you know, I need to work on it. Well, I'm not saying this. My thing is, it's all about <laughs> what your goal is, bro. I don't want to give anybody advice they don't need. So it's like, if your goal is to be great, I think greatness requires tapping into those spaces that, you know, you may not be looking into regularly. And if that's one of them for you, then tap into it, bro. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Tom tried to paint the picture like I was just, <laughs> like, I, like, I, like I wanted to just live in the rainforest somewhere. <laughs> Try that ayahuasca, bro. Yeah. But thank you for coming on the pod. Clap thank it you up for having bro, me. Man. Thank you for having me, man. appreciate you, bro. Thank you. Bro. Always, thank always, you, man. Yo. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good pod. Yeah. Great pod. Yeah. You're stupid, yeah. That's you, yeah. This is
look the same as you. That's cool, I know they trying to bamboozle you. Spending millions on me, they trying to confuse you. I had to talk to myself, hope you used to. It's politics as usual.